Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. So today I want to share with you six of the hardest lessons that I learned when I was working to recover. And I'm going to be honest, these lessons were really freaking hard. Like when I was going through these things, it really sucked, but these things truly led me to the most healing. And this is oftentimes the case in life in general, right? Like the hardest things that we go through, the hardest experiences, they really oftentimes help us to experience the most healing, the most growth, the most transformation. And they really help us to learn a whole heck of a lot about ourselves. And truly, these lessons that we learn, they help you not just navigating your anxiety recovery journey, but a lot of these lessons will continue to help you and support you throughout the rest of your life because they really help you to create this healthy relationship with not just anxiety, but also with yourself. So my hope is that by me sharing these six things, it really gives you insights and helpful tips and tools, like things that you can practically put into your life right now, but I hope that they also help you to push past some current barriers that you're having. Some like, really, you might be in the hard stuff right now, and I want to help you to get out of it without it being so hard. So let's not waste any more time let's jump right into these six things so number one was learning that anxiety wasn't the problem and you might be like back up shannon anxiety is definitely the problem i hate it i want it to go away and i totally hear you i definitely get it like i for a long time i hated anxiety like i blamed everything on it i would think anxiety sucks like why can't it just go away why is this happening why is this happening to me and i wasn't really taking the time to look inward to slow down to like understand why anxiety kept popping up like i just had so much resistance to it that i couldn't actually see that i was part of the problem it really wasn't so much anxiety It was how I was responding to it. And so this was probably the toughest lesson that I learned in recovery. And it's that anxiety wasn't really the problem. It was how I was responding to it and also how I was responding to myself. So I talk a lot about how important it is not to fight anxiety, right? Like not to resist it, not to try to make it go away, all these things. And I say this because when you're doing these things when you're trying to make it go away you're trying to get rid of it not only are you putting all the emphasis on anxiety right but you're reinforcing the anxiety you're kind of why it's continuing to pop up over and over again and it makes sense because you feel anxious you don't want to feel it and so you're like i need to try to get rid of it and it's hard because you find yourself in this constant loop it keeps popping up i hate it make it go away it pops up I hate it. I don't want to feel it. Make it go away. And for so long, I was stuck in this loop. And it was so hard for me to take a step back and really start to take a look at my own actions and behaviors. Like to actually look at 
how I was responding to anxiety and the fact that I was always trying to push it away. I was always trying to resist it. I was always trying to do everything and anything to not feel it, to not experience it. And I was a huge part of the problem. And so I just want you to recognize, you know, as much and as hard as it can be to hear that you are creating a lot of the anxiety, it's also a really helpful thing to know and to be aware of. Because when you really slow down and you start paying attention to your actions and behaviors and how you're responding to anxiety, you can then work to change that response to be a healthier response, to start to let it in, to not fight it so much, to resist doing all the things that you're currently doing that's making it continue to pop up over and over again. So I want you to try to get away from this thinking of anxiety is the problem. I hate it. It's got to go away. It sucks. Yes, all these things are true. Yes, you want it to go away, but how it's going to go away and not be this disordered anxiety is by you slowing down and having a healthier response to it. Okay, number two, and this was a really hard one for me, I learned that I had to slow down. Like in so many aspects of my life, I almost want to say in all aspects of my life, like I didn't realize for a long time that I was always doing And me always doing was also a huge part of the problem. Like it's a little bit of what I just talked about, right? And always trying to make it go away and fight it and resist it. But I was also trying to just do all the time to basically avoid feeling it. Like I'm just going to keep myself busy. I'm just going to do all the things. I'm going to keep working and keep going out with friends and just try to like distract myself essentially and I think a lot of us do this in general in life right and it it's really hard to slow down because slowing down often allows us to feel and to be with our thoughts and that stuff can be really uncomfortable but when I realized I am just fighting and running and avoiding and maybe it would be helpful to try out slowing down and actually allowing myself to face this stuff and to start to feel and it's like I knew this right and you probably know this but it's really hard to slow down like it's really hard to slow down because you're scared of what might come when you slow down but you have to allow yourself to start to see what that looks like because all this doing I always say you know we're always we're always doing we're always going we're always trying to figure out and When you're on this track of always doing and never letting yourself just be, you are likely suppressing and avoiding and just trying to run from all the hard stuff. And you can't. It not only catches up, but it keeps you in that cycle, right? So another big way that I was always trying to go and do, and I'm sure you'll be able to relate to this, I was always white knuckling my way through everything. Like I was getting in the car, white knuckling my way through things. I'm just going to get from point A to point B, like doing, you know, exposures. I just thought I've just got to do it. I just got to force myself to do all this stuff. And I was always going and I was always doing it in an unkind and forceful way. And this was, again, like so hard for me to slow down and stop just forcing and stop forcing myself to do it in a really unkind way. 
So I want to talk a bit about exposures for a minute because I think that this is really helpful in this whole slowing down message. So I always say if you're going to do exposures, which is really helpful and a necessary part of recovery, that's great, but you cannot do them in an unkind, forceful way. If you're going to do them in a way where you're just forcing yourself, you're just going because you're convincing yourself, I just, I have to, I have to do it no matter what, because otherwise I won't recover, you know, fill in the blank. The reality is your nervous system needs you to slow down because it's likely already on high alert and it's struggling to be in a regulated state. So when you're forcing yourself to go and do no matter what and like white knuckling your way through everything, it's just adding way more stress onto your plate. And it's actually going to have the opposite effect than what you're hoping for. Like instead of, you know, end, ending up feeling calm and peaceful and like I, I did that, you're going to feel more anxious. You're going to feel more frustrated, more drained. You're going to feel less competent and less motivated to get in the car or to, you know, to face the thing again. A big key to exposure work is always doing it in a manageable and kind way. You don't have to force. The more you're trying to force and the more you're trying to do just for the sake of doing, the less it's going to be helpful. And the other part of this too is if you're doing exposures but you're continuing to fight your anxious thoughts and feelings, like you're continuing to try to push it away to make it go away, don't bother doing the exposure. It's not going to be helpful. If you're not going to practice actually allowing your anxious thoughts and feelings in and to just be present with them without doing anything, right? It's that I'm going to resist fighting. I'm going to resist figuring out. I'm going to resist running. I'm going to resist analyzing. Like that's the helpful stuff. If you're going to just do the things and just fight, it's not going to be helpful. If you aren't practicing creating new and healthy responses to the anxiety, keyword healthy, it's all really going to be kind of pointless and downright miserable. So remember in general with exposures, how it's successful is when you use self-compassion, less forcing, more healthy support, more helpful support, and more acceptance, more allowing, more letting the anxiety just be there. This is the stuff that's actually going to be really helpful for you. And with exposure work, it's so much about slowing down. That's why I'm including it in this slowing down section. So also a big part of slowing down is slowing down and accepting that the healing is a journey you cannot force it i know that you want to recover i know that you want to get better i know that you want to get to this place you want to reach your goals you want to do all the things but you cannot force it and the more you try to force it the harder it's going to make things so really slowing down allowing yourself to be where you're at it's okay where you're at I really want you to hear that. It's okay where you're at, even if it looks a hot mess. It's okay. Like accept that you're on a journey and truly the small steps consistently are going to be most helpful. Not you always doing, always trying to fix and solve and and resist and fight, like really just slowing down and starting to create healthier responses to the anxiety. So this, this third one is another big one and it's hard because they're not really in a particular order. It's so, it was so hard to like 
in any way rank these because they were all really hard and this one was hard for me. So I had to go through the lesson of understanding that my problem solving skills and my strengths in being analytical and logical and like good at figuring things out wasn't going to be a strength that I could use to create a healthy relationship with anxiety. And it's just crazy in all the work that I've done with one-on-one clients and students over the past couple of years. It's been so like cool just to see that so many of the people that I work with, we have so many commonalities. Like we are very smart people. We are overachievers. We are good at problem solving. We are analytical and like all these things that are helpful in so many aspects of life, like especially work and you know being a parent and taking care of other people like all these things are really big strengths and they're helpful but when it comes to anxiety recovery they are kind of the opposite of being helpful and this was really hard for me to learn that these strengths that I had I I couldn't use them to create a healthy relationship with anxiety it was kind of like I needed opposite action than these things, than than to be a problem solver, than to be analytical. Like I had to really learn how to drop that immediate response to want to problem solve and to want to fix and look at the why and a solution and what can I do. And, you know, all of this trying to figure out was so unhelpful. And so I had to do less like I had to tell myself Shannon you don't have to figure anything out you don't have to fix anything there is nothing to figure out here we're not going there we're not doing this and that was so hard and I'm sure it's so hard for you because you're used to being able to come up with solutions and to fix things and probably very complex things and so this can be a really hard thing to learn is that this slowing down comes back into effect you're going to hear this being like a theme throughout all these six things but slowing down and really starting to realize yeah maybe these skills maybe these strengths aren't going to be helpful in helping me to create this healthy relationship with anxiety and how can i start to drop this figuring out and problem solving and instead work on just letting myself be and not going there and it's going to be so hard but I promise it's so so helpful and you actually feel a whole heck of a lot more peace and just being like nope I'm not going to do anything with this thought or with this feeling I'm not going to try to plan solve figure out for if I have a panic attack if I um you know feel that sensation or symptom it's so freeing also really hard though but you are capable of hard okay number four and another big one (laughs) I had to really learn that there wasn't one solution to healing and there really wasn't a quote right path to healing. Like I always thought if I can just figure out why this is all happening, I can fix it, right? And this kind of goes back to the one that I just talked about. I'm very good at problem solving. I'm very good at fixing. And I thought if I can just figure out the fix, there's got to be a thing, a solution, And I was always kind of fixated on there's got to be a why. And if I can figure out the why, then I can put a fix to it. And I always felt like I was missing something. And this is why I would try anything and everything. Like I would try 
all the tools, all the coping skills, anything that anyone told me, give it to me. I will try it because there's got to be a fix. And I would dig into also the why. Like there's got to be a reason why this is all happening. And really it was about dropping that and saying, I don't need to figure out the why. And there isn't one fix. If there were a fix, right? (laughs) So many people wouldn't be struggling. Like Shannon, you are not missing something. You have to stop doing all the things. You have to stop trying anything and everything. And you really have to accept where you are. And this is hard, right? To accept this is where I am and it's okay. But I am not going to land on one thing and fix this all. Like this is not just some puzzle that I can put together and bam, be on my way. Like really allowing yourself to slow the heck down, to stop looking for all the solutions, fixes, tools, and to really just focus on taking the healthy steps consistently, like every day without trying to fix and solve and figure out. I promise you are not missing something. There is not this magical one solution. And it's so important to remind yourself of this. There are so many things that will help you throughout your recovery journey, but you don't have to do any and all of them. And it's not one thing or all the things that's going to help you to get there. It's just consistently taking the healthy action every day just the healthy steps every day and you know also recognizing there isn't a step-by-step process like if I just do this 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 and then I'll be healed like it does not work that way and I often thought this like if I just get better at mindfulness practices at ground grounding techniques if I just you know do all the steps if I do it like this if I do it quote right then I'm gonna heal like really dropping this idea that there's a step-by-step process there isn't if anyone tells you that there is please run the other way because there is not an a to z on how to overcome anxiety panic and agoraphobia again instead it's so much more important about just committing to consistently taking small steps every day there are so many like points of acceptance along the healing journey and this is a big one like accepting there isn't one solution. There is not a quote right path to healing. There are going to be so many things that are helpful for you. And one of the biggest things is going to be just taking the small steps and focusing on the day-to-day stuff. Okay, number five. Oh, this one was tough. <laughs> I knew this internally, but it was really hard for me. And I'm sure it's hard for you too. I had to stop looking outside of myself for all of the answers and for the quote saving and I instead had to look inward and this one scared the absolute shit out of me and I know it might scare the shit out of you too (laughs) because probably right now you don't quite trust yourself. You might have a really big distrust within yourself and within your body and I want you to know that this is okay. Even though you have a distrust, even though you have, you know, some self-doubt, these are things that you can work through and you can create more trust within yourself and, you know, really give yourself more confidence. But this really happens by taking uncomfortable action. Like it's so much easier, right? I'm using quotations. It's so much easier to look outside of yourself when you're uncomfortable, when you're anxious, right? Like somebody else can help me. Somebody can do something for me. Or I just need to do this in order to feel better. 
it's so easy to do that and we lose sight of what we're actually doing when we do that when we look outside of ourselves we give all of our stinking power away there it goes out the window bye-bye you're telling yourself i don't trust myself i can't trust myself i don't got this i can't handle this and it's really important that theme of slowing down comes back into play and allowing yourself to slow down like you the only way that you're going to build that trust within yourself within your body is to slow down and start allowing yourself to look within you for the answers and for this this saving you know you don't need saving but what you're looking outward for you can give yourself and you have to start looking within yourself to build that trust okay the last one number six and you might think no way Shannon but I'm telling you yes way one of the hardest lessons that I learned was that my lifestyle choices were actually a part of the problem like I'm talking how I treated my body like how I nourished it whether or not I moved my body how you know that my sleep like how I was actually physically mentally and emotionally taking care of myself like I always tell people your mind cannot do the really hard work if you're not supporting your body your body needs nourishment it needs movement it needs you to support it and to take care of it and this is work that I didn't do for a really long time and although it's simple simple doesn't equal easy like it is not easy to do all these things to do, to do the basic things sometimes it's really hard to even do the basic things because these things really take building habits healthy habits and it takes time and it's it is an effort but there were so many aspects of my lifestyle that i had to look at and say yeah i this stuff has got to change and I didn't change it all overnight, right? Like I'm talking about how I treated my body, my relationships. Like I had some really awful relationships and hugely the one with myself that I knew that I needed to work on. I also had a really unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Like I used it as a coping mechanism for a long time. And it was something that I knew that was working against me. It was something I knew I had to change. And that's why I always say, you know, recovery is not just about doing the exposure work and facing anxiety and you know changing the way you respond to it so much of it too is about changing the relationship with yourself and part of that is looking at your lifestyle looking at your choices looking at your habits behaviors are there things are there areas of your life that you know if you better supported it would make it easier for you to overcome anxiety, panic, and agoraphobia. Because I always tell people, if recovery was just, if recovery just happened by doing exposures, I would have recovered so quickly. <laughs> like, I was doing the things. But all this other stuff that was a part of my life that was not supportive to my mental health and to my physical health, I couldn't put it together. It would never come together unless I brought both of these things together. Like truly, your mind cannot do the hard work if you're not supporting your body. If you're not supporting your mental health in all aspects, it's going to be really hard for you to do this tough work. And I really truly believe this is a big part of the discussion that's missing from a lot of anxiety recovery is that you have to create a healthy relationship with yourself. You have to support yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. 
And it doesn't just happen by doing the exposure work. So throughout these six things, I just want to point out, you know, these six lessons, I just want to point out there are some themes, right? And they're about really slowing down, like becoming aware, getting to know yourself better and what's helpful for you and what's not helpful, like what's making things harder and where you can make some healthy shifts in a kind and supportive way. Like really taking a look at things as a bigger picture. Like if it were easy, right? If there were one solution, one fix, you know, we wouldn't be here. And so really taking a look, zoom out, zoom out at the bigger picture and start looking at these things. Like how are you responding to anxiety? Are you just moving through life so quickly and not allowing yourself to face and feel and just to take care of yourself in a a healthier, supportive way? Like, are you trying to problem solve your way through everything and, and you're not like allowing yourself to drop that a little bit of maybe I don't have to do so much fixing and figuring out, you know, and am I looking for this one solution? Am I thinking that there's a quote right path? Am I looking outward all the time for answers and saving? Like, could I do more looking inward? And that last one of looking at the big picture, looking at your lifestyle, how you're supporting yourself, how you're supporting your body. So I really hope that these six lessons that I went through that were really hard have been helpful to you. And if you feel like they have, please, I want you to share this episode with somebody who you feel like needs it and could use this these helpful insights and these tips um, and if it really resonated with you I want you to share it share it with me share it on Instagram um, just share it with somebody and if you haven't already please take some time to rate and review my podcast it means so much to me I read every single review I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it and it's what helps other people to find my podcast and to get the help and support that they need So until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.